Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I think an accent is not a stereotype. Mm. You know, an accent is just how you talk. And there are Asians who sound like me. I grew up sounding more like Uncle Roger than how I sound now. Mm. And uh, there are people who act like Uncle Roger. You know, sit in the Asian kopitiams, coffee shops, in their, in their tank tops, smoking with yeah. beers on the side, talking shit about every, Those everyone. Those knees where they just squat like it's nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, when you sit on a leg on the chair. Yeah. You know, I'm most like, people can't do it, but it's uncomfortable like, to me. Their knees are so good. <laughs> <laughs> in five, four, three... Two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. We have a very, very special guest today, Nigel Motherfucking Ing. Yes. Let me tell you something, man. You are the now most beloved Asian on YouTube. There is not (laughs) a single fucking Asian person that loves you more than anybody on YouTube. Like you are literally the the top. 
Literally, when we walked in, this uh-huh. dude freaked the fuck out when he saw you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 crazy. Milton, right? That, yeah. that guy. I would I would say that there are people who hate me. There's, there's always <laughs> you do YouTube stuff. You know, there are a lot of people who like it, but mm-hmm. there are also you know, like you said, sensitive people who be like, "How can you exploit the accent, bro?" And it's like, well, well I grew okay. up talking like that, man. Well, that's you the know? that's the weird thing too, right? Yeah. Like, um, so what's like the biggest amount of hate that you get? Biggest amount of hate? Well, I would say last year. Uh, I was caught in this like controversy, China stuff, political stuff. That was the biggest thing. I actually, I, I mean, my you friend know? mentioned it on the podcast a little bit, but maybe uh-huh. you could elaborate on it. But I heard it was like some bullshit, dude. <laughs> it is some bullshit. I, I became, I just caught, got caught in this crossfire. You know how Western countries, they, a lot of Western countries, they, they don't like China. They treat China with like this kind <laughs> of like, you know, fear slash disrespect yeah, slash, yeah, yeah. and then we don't have to get too much into this. But every time China fucks up, it gets reported. But when China does something good, it never gets reported in, in mainstream Western media. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But basically, my, I, I, I did a collab with a, a YouTuber who I thought was just a food vlogger. But turns out he's uh, one very, very vocally anti-China on social media. And also he's part of an organization that's considered, uh, it's called Falun Gong. They do the Shen Yun stuff. You know, I have, I have no judgment on, on any of this. Is, it, is this, he's more vocal about uh, against like the CCP? Yeah, against CCP, but yeah. his involvement in that group is also uh, in China. It's considered a very big, uh, you know, sin. You know, you, you don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and also because I have Chinese social media platforms, I speak Mandarin. I have uh, family out in China, so I, I like you know connected with the Chinese fans. I'm on Weibo, Bilibili, Douyin. Are you familiar with the Chinese stuff? Uh, somewhat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little a bit like that. So when the video went up, my Chinese social media accounts started getting reported by like. The people that because oh look at this Nigel's collaborating with this known cultist. I was like, what, what, what happened, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was fucked either way. If I kept the video up, my Chinese accounts get nuked. If I take the video down, I know the Western people would be like, oh, he's kowtowing to the CCP. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I decided to um uh take take the video down, which was. Terrible idea. And the Western world just started coming at me. So that was a, the biggest, the biggest hate I got. So Every like you, five seconds, man, I was It's getting, like a lose-lose situation. It's a lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's so weird though. I mean, just because you were mm-hmm. interviewing somebody else, suddenly like you have an alliance with like- that's- It wasn't even an interview. It was, we were just talking about dumplings, man. Oh. <laughs> just reviewing <laughs> like shitty dumplings. It wasn't even that deep. Yeah. We're just talking about dumplings, bitch. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, and I was new to this whole like, and I just started getting a little bit of success, you know, so- my Chinese, I have a Chinese social media team who manages the videos. They subtitle them they, and then they post it for me. Oh, that's fucking awesome. So they come at it from a Chinese angle. Okay, okay. When, when people like, like you know, John Cena, if yeah. they fuck up, this is what they do. You know? So I was, I, was, I was an idiot. I was like blindly following their advice without knowing how it looks from the Western world. Yeah. Because there really is no PR company as of now who's versed in both the Western and the Asian world. You know, it's two different companies working together and it's just- I mean, I'll tell you this. Mess, man. Fuck all that yeah. shit, dude. Because at the end of the day, man, I'm, here's the greatest example. People, look at Logan Paul. Logan Paul fucking recorded somebody committing suicide in a fucking forest and people don't remember that anymore. Yeah, I remember that. I actually went to seek out that video. I was interested in that kind of shit. <laughs> and I, I just think it's just- how he angled it, you know, is because if he went with a little bit of respect instead of like, what's up guys, you know, <laughs> what's up Logan, today we're going to see people killing themselves, man, you know, it's, you know, when I look my back merch. at, yeah, it's so different, right? I uh-huh. think like what, his situation was very unique just because, mm-hmm. and I, I'll say this now as somebody who kind of reflects back on it, he is at, he, he's still super young now, yeah. right? But even then he was like a 
think he was maybe 20, maybe even younger. Mm -hmm. Has the whole world around him, has a whole bunch of yes men around him. Everything he does is gold. Yeah. So there's not there's nobody in his team that's going to be like, hey, bro, that's super disrespectful. They're like, wait, the, how his mind works as a young person is, I know this is going to get millions of views. Let's just fucking do it. Yeah. And yeah. so he I'm got not a picture of thumbnail in his head already. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so the thumbnail was already there. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, dead body. Let's go. Yeah. So because in, in all the standards, it, it is a good YouTube video. You, you talk about this idea. Oh, what, if, bro, what if we go visit a suicide forest? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll get clicks. You know, it is a good YouTube idea. Because execution maybe, you know, but yeah. he's also a young guy and pe- I think people are too hard on these public figures sometimes. You know, he, you know? That, he was the reason why Adpocalypse started. Really? It was from that video. It's when, uh, it was from that video. So he video. fucked you up then. Yes, he did. That's why I fucking <laughs> hate his guts, bro. I was rich. <laughs> so if you guys don't know, after that video, what happened was um, advertisements on YouTube, they weren't really scrutinized, right? Mm-hmm. It was yeah. just whatever video was up, you could put whatever ads. Yeah. Which to me made sense. But a lot of these companies, like for example, it would be like Huggies Pampers. They're like, hold on a second. I don't want my diapers to be associated with the suicide video. Yeah. And so a lot, it's like Google had to do this whole reinvention of how ads are placed, which is why it's a lot more complicated now. Before mm-hmm. it was just you sign up, once you hit an X amount of views, whatever ads go on. So these CPMs were really fucking high. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. on average, so for example, if you look at like uh, children's channels, right? Mm-hmm. Their CPMs can be up to like $10 to $20. Oof. My CPMs are like a dollar. Yeah. Right? Ryan's a, toy reviews. He's rolling in it, yeah. man. Yeah. Fuck yeah. that kid, all right? <laughs> <laughs> that fucking rich ass little kid, dude. But that was the start of Adpocalypse. And yeah. that's when it changed the game for everybody. You know, with that channel, people always say like, uh, I, they think his parents are ripping him off. I'm like, well, wouldn't you? If your kid's like <laughs> making like hundreds of millions a year, wouldn't you kind of abuse him a little bit? <laughs> is he Filipino? Uh, he? Yeah, I think so. Filipino yeah. American, maybe? Yeah, well, he's yeah. Asian then. Yeah. Of course his parents are going to rip him off. Yeah. Him. <laughs> Most kids work for free anyway. Right? Most Asian kids work for free. But I mean, like, what's the idea behind that too? Because it's like, I'm pretty sure that when he hits 18, he's going to... You well, know, racking all this shit. I'll say this. I'm pretty sure he doesn't get beat as a kid. <laughs> and that is, if you're pulling in hundreds of millions for your parents. He does you one know. video. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, Ryan got beat today. <laughs> and he has like this one little black eye. This fucking destroys his whole parents' dreams. Yeah. I bet you he controls his parents. He yeah. Goes, you yeah. know, I could just sock myself in the eye today. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fucking funny, dude. You know, for you, like, so let me just go back, mm. right? Just because yeah. I don't know if um anybody knows, like, too many personal stuff about you. So where are mm-hmm. you from? Where did you grow up? I'm from Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur, KL, as you call it. Never been to Malaysia, Never but been. I know that Malaysia and Indonesia has some of the best graphic design artists ever. <laughs> the cheapest graphic <laughs> the, design The artists. cheapest, the most like diligent. <laughs> and they're just so good. All my graphic designs are all from people from Malaysia and Indonesia. Dude, yeah. I, I work with both like teams in Asia and teams in the West. And the number of autoresponder emails I get from British workers. Yeah. <laughs> Every time a holiday rolls around, oh, sorry, it's not my problem. Please contact this guy. I'm out till January 16th. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. My God. And in Asia, I've never had an autoresponder response. Oh, it's always them. I, yeah, it's always them. And it's over a group chat. We use, we use WhatsApp, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's like a group chat, essentially. And I would text them because of the time difference. 
when, when they get the email, it's 10 p.m. their time. Or the text is 10 p.m. their time and they still respond. Yeah. You know, that's it's, the it's work It's always ethic, man. super fucking good. So like yeah. every graphic that I've done now, if, if I go on something like, I don't know, like Fiverr, uh-huh. I go, are they from Indonesia or are they from Malaysia? If not, I don't want anything <laughs> to do with them. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's very, the- very proud of my people. <laughs> How long were you there before you moved to, to London? I grew up there for the first 20 years of my life. And then I moved to the U.S. I went to Northwestern for university. So I lived in Chicago, you know, Evanston, Illinois, and then Chicago. Five years total. What yeah. the fuck? So yeah, you, were, yeah. you were here. So I know about Trader Joe's and Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what I, I miss. I and LaCroix. I have, every time I come back to the US, man, it's LaCroix and bacon. That's that's what I miss. Bacon? Yeah, American bacon. You put so much chemicals in it that it's so delicious. <laughs> it's crispy and it's full of sulfites. And it, apparently it's bad, but like, you know, life is too short to eat healthy all the time. I have a bunch of friends who uh, went to like uh, the UK for, you know, like study abroad programs and people always shit on the food. <laughs> British food. Yeah, it's terrible. Have you what? been there? I have haven't been there, but what the fuck is it? Why Why is it so bad? Like It's what? bland. You know, it's like Europe without the good food. You know, you, know, you go to Europe, <laughs> you're like Spain, amazing food. France, amazing food. Britain, uh. It's getting better now. London, I'll say London is getting better. But anyway, outside of London, man. Yeah, a buddy of mine, his name was Christian. And he was telling me that, because I was asking him, I was like, how was the food there? He goes, Uh dude, the only thing I ate was Indian food, fish and chips, and beer. That's it. I'm surprised you even try fish and chips. That's the (laughs) most boring. (laughs) I feel like the food in that area just, it hasn't really like evolved or caught up. They kind of just like what they like. Yeah. uh, from From what people have told me. So like I was watching this video years ago. It was some guy who makes like, like it was like the first fast food ever. Uh-huh. And it was something called jellied eel. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I've had like, that before. It's, it's so you've had it. What yeah. the fuck does that taste like? It's slimy. It's like, it's like if you really fucked up sushi, you know, you have eel in sushi, right? unagi, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's delicious. And they, and they have like a little bit of teriyaki sauce on it. And that jelly eel is cold. And then they have this kind of slimy ge- gelatinous thing on the outside. And I don't know who eats it, but it, and it's vinegary. Oh, Brit- British food, they love putting vinegar and stuff. And it's like, vi- vinegar sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Stop putting Tabasco on shit. You know, Tabasco, su- use sriracha. Yeah, you know, yeah, every yeah. time I, like just, just this morning, I had an omelet, I asked for a sriracha and they gave me Tabasco. I'm like, this is worse. The worst <laughs> version of, <laughs> you know. Where did you, uh, where did you go eat? I just at my hotel. Uh, I'm staying at a Soho warehouse downtown. I'm going to take this motherfucker out and eat some tacos. Yes, yes. This shit. I was craving Mexican food, man. Mexican food in London. Man. You can't get Mexican, yeah. even in the States. Yeah, anything, the Mexicans haven't gotten there yet. Anything yeah. <laughs> <laughs> outside of California is just a little, a little, it's not sus. It's just like, I don't know what the fuck it is. Like, you got to go to California to get good Mexican food. And yeah. even if Or outside, Mexico, yeah. you know. <laughs> no, fuck Mexico. Fuck <laughs> Mexican people in Mexico don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the, cra- the crazy thing is, is like, even in California, outside of Los Angeles or San Diego or anything where close to the border where, you know, the source is where Mexico is, mm-hmm. it's still, it's not that good. No, no, I agree. I agree. That's why I was, I was craving it, you know? So I'm, I'm excited for that. Oh, dude, I'm like the taco king out here, bro. Yeah, bring me around, man. So, so years ago, um, I started... Uh, I started doing food, right? Just because yeah. I like food. And at the yeah. time I was like 300 pounds. So that's all I did. I, all, <laughs> all I did was fucking eat. And um, I started posting up about these these uh, taco spots in East LA. East LA, a lot of people who aren't Mexican just don't go there okay. right? at the time. Okay. And this was about like seven or eight years ago. So I started posting up like these spots and then slowly these starts started blowing up. So there was a spot originally called Avenue 26. And a mm. lot of people go there now, but shout out to the homie Caesar. Uh, did a video for them 
they fucking blew the fuck up. Like it was literally over like a month. And then all of a sudden the place was packed the fuck out. And so slowly like word started getting around. It's like, yo, this fucking Asian guy is like yeah. blowing our spots <laughs> up. And so I, uh-huh. I did another video for an, another spot. It's called uh, Iberia La Unica out mm-hmm. in East LA. And they do like Biria, which is like a stewed goat or, or beef. Mm-hmm. That spot too, he told me like before I did a video for them, he only saw like Mexican people go there. And he says, after your video, Asian people, white people, Mexican people, everybody was going to that spot, which blew my mind. Yeah, what kind of video was this? Like a vlog thing? You just went there. I just What's did- up guys? We're going to have some tacos today. <laughs> so what I would do is I would hit up these spots and uh-huh. I would call them as like, hey, I, 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 I want to do a food video for you guys because I've been eating here for a while. I uh-huh. just want to you know show you guys some love. And they would let me go into the truck and shoot everything. And then I would just review the food, joke around, fuck around like this, but then have food with it. Uh, and so it just became a thing where I was just hitting up all these different taco spots. But those guys, which the cool thing about that little taco community is mm-hmm. it's seemingly like they support each other. So they would tell their other friends who have different businesses about me and they would ask me to come. Nice. And so nice. sometimes the food wasn't good. I wouldn't do a video for them because I didn't want to shit on them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I, you, you should. It's, it's funny. <laughs> Like, I mean, I do that for a living. So. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, <laughs> they're just like out of business. Their kids are starving. And I'm like, oh, you know, shit. if you shit on them, it, it also helps business too. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've done a video where, you know, I reviewed Jamie Oliver and he f- fucked up egg fried rice by putting chili jam in it, right? So I did a video where I visit a chili jam factory and I just kind of shit on the CEO and shit on the jam. And people actually like it. And, you know, in the end, I was like, yeah, it tastes fine, whatever. Yeah. But people, it, it still helps bring the awareness. I feel like for you, because you, know? you, you get to play this character. Yeah. The character is the person that gets to do that because I'm just me. That is true. So now- they think you're a dick. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm just a fucking dick. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. My lovely genius brain farts. This podcast is brought to you by Fume. Ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest and flip-flops? Yeah, we've been there too. But here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. It's not about giving up. It's about switching up, baby. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. What is Fume, you ask? Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just 
that. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy that makes replacing your bad habit easy. I keep one in my car just because I'm a fidgety guy. And guess what? I'd be puffing on that delicious herbal tea vapor, my friends. Nothing bad for you in there. And definitely, definitely fun to use. My friends, start the year off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash genius and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving the listeners of the show 10% off when they use my code genius to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Start the good habit at tryfume.com slash genius to save 10% off the journey pack today. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Bonjour, this podcast is brought to you by Adam and Eve, my friends. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. My friends, if you haven't heard of Adam and Eve and you're looking to spice up your Valentine's Day, guess what? Head on over to adamandeve.com. Calm, my friends, because if you're planning to spice things up in the bedroom this Valentine's season, you better go ahead and check them out. When you go to adamandeve.com, you can select almost any one item and you'll get it at 50% off. Don't be shy, my friends. My friends, uh, Le Kim Le Pepe Le Pew is telling you that, you know, it's about time you spice it up. No, we, we, it's time for you. Okay. But listen, that's not all. When you select your one item, you will also get free shipping. So head on over to adamandeve.com and be sure to use offer code genius. Again, that's G-E-N-I-U-S, genius. That's genius at adamandeve.com. And my friends, have a happy Valentine's Day. There was a kid. <laughs> uh-huh. So we did. We had this other show, show with my friend Tim. Uh-huh. It's called Send Foods. And we did it at this Filipino festival. And I guess like one of the kids messaged us. Cause so I ate one of these cookies, right? And I still stand by it till the day, the driest cookie I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I put it in my mouth and I just let it fall out of my mouth. I was like, Ugh. yikes, this shit sucks. But I didn't mention the name of the business because I didn't want to do all that stuff. But this little message just saying, like, you fucking ruined my family's business. Really? Like, we went out, like our business went out of I was like, first of all, number one, I didn't take your family out of business. The dry ass cookie did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Your shit skills did. <laughs> know. You know? Like what happened was people, somebody probably ate it. They choked and they died. But <laughs> I did give them props because there were some other cookies that I liked. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people just tend to get really sensitive. I mean, listen, I, I'm a food owner too. So mm-hmm. that's why I go out of my way not to bash businesses. Because years ago when I, you know, Yelp, do Yelp elite people, they think they have like the power. Yelp. That's the restaurant review site, right? Yeah, also, yeah, you guys yeah, don't have Yelp over there. And we just use Google. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we have Yelp and uh-huh. they have something called Yelp Elites. Okay. What's that? So basically, it's like you consistently review and rate places and oh. they give you a badge. So the people with no life <laughs> get to decide the fates of restaurants. It's exactly what happens. It's people and a lot of the time, it's not everybody, right? Uh-huh. But there's people who have never cooked a day in their life. Yeah. And they go, you know what? This isn't authentic. It's like, first of all, you are white and you went into a Thai restaurant. What the fuck do you know about authenticity? Yeah. You know, and they, 
they just bash this business. Like for me wow. too, the only time I'll leave like a one-star review is if like the person like, that you had to do something pretty fucking heinous. Mm-hmm. Spit in my food, you know, call me a gook and just fucking, <laughs> you know, spread your eyes like this. That's a, that's a lot. It's hard to get one star with you. <laughs> it's really hard, dude. <laughs> and then if, but if they did all that. But if they I did all that and the food's good, how many stars? stars. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. I was like, listen, I was called a gook and I had uh-huh. the best Tom Young I've ever had yeah, in my life five here. Stars. Five so stars. that's how you know, listeners, if you want to like test how good your food is. <laughs> yes. Just- <laughs> Call David a chink yeah. and serve him your food. See how many stars he get. It's like you fucking gook. Get the hell out of here! And I yep. eat the food. I'm like, hey, five stars. Yeah. You call me whatever the fuck you want. But that's like Asian service, though, at restaurants. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I would, I would rather if I could choose. Please racially abuse me, but make the food edible. You know, some places they treat you Western restaurants, man. They treat you so nice, and it's the blandest food. Like, Can I help you today? Well, yeah, improve your food. Yeah. Hey, Jesus. Dude, I, I always say this too. So I, I mentioned this uh, one Vietnamese um, bun mi spot. It's a Vietnamese sandwich. Yeah. This lady, every time I go there, she's so fucking mean to me. But the sandwiches are so good. I go every fucking week. And every time I try to say something nice to her, and she basically tells me to go die. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I went there yesterday, right? Came in. Thought, it, thought she was in a good mood. She was saying hi. I was mm-hmm. like, good morning. I was like, you look really pretty today. She goes, she goes hurry up. What do you yeah. want? <laughs> Like, same, right. same man there's a dim sum place in london i, I, I love going uh joy king lao if, if you're there and then they know me they know who uncle roger is and they're still dicks to me <laughs> they, they just come up to me oh love your videos man okay by the way you can you only get one shot at ordering because the steamer takes too long and they just want to like, get you out as quick as possible yeah. right and that's that's the treatment. And I speak Cantonese to them, try to be nice to them. And I still get treated like shit. So I can only imagine a white person. Yeah. Dude. How much abuse they would get. That's the only place where white privilege doesn't work. Uh, no, Asian, Asian restaurants, restaurant. they don't give a fuck, yeah. dude. They'll put their thumb right in the soup. Yeah. <laughs> They'll serve it out to you. And you complain that like, what? What? That's what we do. If you if you if you shit yourself, you're a pussy. You know? yeah. <laughs> you're too weak. You're dude, too weak. I'll read reviews on uh like these Asian restaurants, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll have like three stars, but every Asian person knows that this is the spot you go to the great get great food. Yeah. But it's always like some kind of it's like an Americanized Asian person who has just has denounced their Asian side. Oh yeah, you or, get you have a lot of those here. Yeah, huh? We have yeah. a lot of those here. Yeah. Uh it's it's weird, man. Like I think recently because of whether it's social media or people talking about stuff now, now they're trying to come back and claim their Asian-ness. It's cool again. Yeah, it's it's know? like a cool thing to do. But I remember there was like a lot of Asian kids in America that they would just not want to be associated with being Asian, mm. which is weird because I wasn't born. I was born in Korea. And uh. my, so my first language was Korean. And I was always super proud of to be Korean. You know what I mean? I always wanted to learn the language. I love the music. I loved everything. What's the percentage of Asians in your high school? There was a lot. There was a lot. Okay, I think that's that's the thing. If you go to a, if you're the only Asian kid, I think it's a little bit easier to hate yeah, yourself. Yeah, for right? sure. I mean, yeah. it's hard. Like I, I didn't realize that um, early on. Um, I only realized that after I started traveling, mm-hmm. because I I always say this too. I grew up in a very blessed neighborhood in the sense. I mean, it was kind of hood and ghetto, but mm-hmm. it was diverse. So we would have like every quarter or semester they would have a culture a culture festival where everybody gets to bring their own food and share it with people. A lot of people in high school outside of where I lived didn't have that. Yeah, They were like six or seven Asian <clears throat> kids. And, and I kind of felt really bad for them when I would hear their stories where they would make Asian jokes. And if they didn't laugh, they were like, oh, you have a bad sense of humor. But they would literally make mm-hmm. dog eating jokes at them. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, 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 
you, we've heard it before. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and yeah, just because you don't laugh doesn't mean, we, you know, your joke shit sometimes. <laughs> know, you know? It's like, it's just <laughs> yeah. not funny. Yeah. So, you know, I, I started to understand like mm-hmm. a lot of different perspectives outside of my own because I used to just, you know, as you get older, you get a little more mature. And I think traveling was a good idea for me because now I got to see how everybody else lives. Yeah. Because when a lot of people were talking about, it's like, oh, you know, people are still racist towards Asian people. I didn't grow up with that because, you know, majority Asian area. It was majority Asian, black and Hispanic. Mm-hmm. So what we experienced wasn't that. It was like everybody was that the white people got bullied. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Everybody should everybody should get bullied as a, as a child. That's how you develop a personality, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, and people are trying to avoid the bullying thing and it's just not possible. It's just a part of like the human nature. Yeah, you go on TikTok and then you just post a TikTok if you're a little bit bigger. Yes. <laughs> Bro, on. I got banned from yeah. fucking TikTok. <laughs> really? What, <laughs> what did you say this time? I just said fuck. You say fuck and then you tag Charlie D'Amelio in it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Charlie, you, you talentless whore. I always just have to talk mm-hmm. shit. You know what the thing is too? Like, You what, know, it's, that's how I, 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 I've always known about you. Yeah. And I was I was a fan. I like your podcast and stuff. And then one day you tagged me in a tweet like, like "Who the fuck is this Peter Child wannabe?" That's <laughs> that's how I got to know. You know what the funny oh, thing David is, knows me. Okay, great. You know what the funny <laughs> thing is is like everybody kept tagging me, right? Uh-huh. And they're like, "Yo, this guy's biting off Peter Child." Peter Child. I was like, "Cool." Uh-huh. And I looked at it and I was like, "Okay." I tweeted that real quick. And then when I saw your videos, I was like, "This is funny." <laughs> and then I saw your stand up. I oh, saw your you, other man. stuff. I was mm-hmm. like. Black people making a big ass deal out of nothing, you yeah, know? Yeah. And that's why I said on my podcast, I'm like, there's more things to Nigel than this one little thing. Mm-hmm. And so for my thing was like, I saw it. I was like, yeah, it's not it's, like it didn't make me laugh because it's like stuff that I've probably already seen. Yeah. But I think the the thing that made me switch it was like people have there's like two sides to this, right? When people have an issue with Asian people using the accents, but mm-hmm. it's still a part of us. Yeah. Why can't we use something that is a part of who we are? Yeah. So when I started watching your videos, I was like, okay, I saw one video and I saw it again. And I was like, it's, it's a lot more nuanced than I, than I thought it was. Right? Oh, really? Because, well, I don't think so, but well, thanks. I, this is what I mean by it though. Uh-huh. It's like, you grew up in fucking Malaysia. Yeah. <laughs> it's way more authentic than you grew up in fucking here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So True. it's like kind of like in my perspective, it was like, well, what the fuck am I talking about then? It doesn't really make sense to me in that sense for me to kind of go, you know, there's a lot of like weird introspective thoughts that I had to myself where before when I would look at something that I didn't like, I would just be like, ah, I would just write it off. Mm-hmm. But then all I had to do was look at you once and then see all your other stuff. And I'm like, oh, this shit's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I grew up in Malaysia, man. I shed in a, I shed in a hole. Okay, you know, that, that's the most Asian you can get. You Asian squat when you take a shit, you know? Yeah. So I get to do the accent because if you shit in a hole, you get to do the accent. Uh, but, you know, I, I always say this to people because this has come up before on different interviews. I, th- I think an accent is not a stereotype. Mm. You know, an accent is just how you talk. And there are Asians who sound like me. I grew up sounding more like Uncle Roger than how I sound now. Mm. And uh, there are people who act like Uncle Roger. You know, they sit in the Asian Kopitiam's coffee shops. In their, in their tank tops, smoking with yeah. beers on the side, talking shit about every, Those everyone. Those knees where they just squat like it's nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, when you sit on a leg on the chair, yeah, you know, I'm most like, people can't do it, but it's I'm uncomfortable like, to me. Their knees are so good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I would say too, like the, going back to the topic of like growing up, uh, how you grew up, I, I feel very privileged to grow up in Asia. Very lucky because, you know, I was the default, mm. you know? So you grow up with a healthy sense of self. And uh, I, I make fun of the, especially like people who are half white, half Asian, and they grow up in the West, you know, British born Chinese people who are half Chinese, half British. And I, I tell them like, your mom wanted that white dick too much. And now 
Now you're <laughs> fucked and you need to go to therapy because your mom liked yeah, yeah, the white yeah. dick, you know. My mom just date, my mom dated like a nice Malaysian, you know, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. We had good representation. We grew up because I speak uh, you know, a bit of Cantonese, Mandarin a lot. So we grew up watching like the Hong Kong the TVB shows. So mm-hmm. representation was always good. We saw people who looked like us. Yeah. Uh on TV. So coming here uh yeah you you have different problems but i have to say too it's i feel like it's improving a little bit yeah in these few years like you know and i think too it's like when i look back at um i never really cared about representation to be honest with you like it's never been something that's in my mind tim tim dylan uh, one of my favorite uh, podcasters he had a line um, and be like he said like is representation always good you know representation is not always good because um friends you know you look at the show friends all white people are represented on there. And that's why you feel like it's okay to have roommates when you're 35. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, hmm, good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Representation is not always good. Yeah. And also, sometimes just because the race is the same, when I watch Singles Inferno, I don't feel represented. Yeah, I'm not yeah, yeah. chiseled and 6'2 with a beautiful face, you know? So Well, that's the thing too. Like, I, it's, it's so hard for people to even hear that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think like, yeah, we get heated about racial topics and stuff, right? But yeah. that's fine. It's in the moment. When people always tell me like, oh, what do you think about, doesn't it feel good that you get to see more of your face on TV? It's never affected my outlook on life though. Mm-hmm. So you're asking the wrong person here. You know? Yeah. When I looked at Superman, I never said, well, I can't be like Superman as a kid. Yeah. This fucking Kryptonian. Like I never, <laughs> I never yes. looked at it like that. It was yeah. just, oh, this is a guy with crazy superpowers. And and sometimes we don't need, okay, this might, I, you might get a bit of flack for this, but sometimes you don't need representation. You know, I grew up, you know, when, when, when I watched Star Wars, mm-hmm. to me, it's like some wacky white people sci-fi shit and Samuel L. Jackson, yeah. you know? <laughs> but then like the later Star Wars, they, they're Asian, the the what, uh, Rose, right? Rose Marie Tran, oh, yeah, an yeah, Asian yeah. actress in it. Uh, and she was, girl, she was yeah. very, very good, Vietnamese girl. But then that brings a lot of questions. I'm like, okay, so where were the Asians from <laughs> no. Star Wars 1 to 6? They killed them all. <laughs> yeah. Were they locked up somewhere? Because <laughs> yeah. we went to like seven different planets and there are like two black people and there are <laughs> other wacky Asians, uh, wacky white people with long hair, you know? Yeah, and look, look and not to, for it to be misconstrued, I think huh? it's dope. I, I think like that's the conversation. Like it's mm-hmm. cool to see, but I hate it when people tell me to make a big deal out of something that I don't want to. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. it's like, I appreciate it. I like it. But for me, for you expect me to wave this huge flag of like, yeah, it's about time. Yeah. There's a fucking Chinese person on fucking Star Wars. <laughs> like, I'm like, hey, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And it could just be like that. But, you know, social media has kind of like pulled us to be like, you have to be here or you have to yeah. be here. Yeah. You can't just be in the middle and say, I like that. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, that's okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And it's like completely fine too. Like, I wonder too. So when, when did you uh-huh. start popping off? Was it like the last three years? July 2020. So it's recent. Yeah, recent. Yeah, yeah. I was I was doing a bit of YouTube at the time, but like mostly my stand-up or just reaction videos or, or just me talking to the camera type thing. So I knew I had the skills. I was editing everything by myself, right? So I had the chops, how to make a thumbnail, how to edit it well. So Uncle Roger kind of came along and then um, it just was like, you know, everything came together. I had the character, I had the YouTube chops, I had the co- comedic chops and it just blew up from there. When I first… I posted a video, the BBC Food Egg Fried Rice one. That was the very first Uncle Roger YouTube video, right? I posted it. After a week, it got 10,000 views. I was like, yes. That's a lot. Nice. That's good. Yeah. And I crossed 10K subs. I was like, yay, great. That's my goal for the year. And then a month later, I'm at 100K. And then a million. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's, your trajectory was fucking insane, dude. It went, it, it was literally that. It was overnight. 
Yeah. It yeah. was crazy how much that character kind of like opened doors. How much has your life changed since? A, a lot. Yeah. It's, I've, I've been a lot, a lot busier now, you know, which is good. I'm very thankful because, you know, when, when the pandemic started, you, I lost all my stand-up work, you know. And I've been doing stand-up since 2011. So 10 years. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, when people yeah, say… what's you, up. That's why I saw your stand-up. Like, this guy's <laughs> fucking hella funny. You, you, there's… Um, when you watch stand-up, you can tell. Because I do stand-up, you can see a new act, a newer act. Even if their jokes are good, there's still little body language cues that show that they're only five years in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, it, it did blow up, blow up overnight, but it's 10 years in the making. You know what yeah. I mean? So people don't see the, the, the hustling I did. Yeah, so when the I was marriage your- I had to ruin. Yeah. To get to, it's real. It's real, by the way. The marriage I had to ruin to get that Uncle Roger thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely, when I, when I went back and I saw your stand-up, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this guy's good. And what I mean by good is exactly what you're talking about. Like when Thanks, man. when certain people do stand up and they're very new at it, they're mm-hmm. very uncomfortable, and you could yes. sense it. Yes, right. Yes, and um, you can see it in their body language, their mannerisms, how mm-hmm. they how they tend to like how they hold the mic. Yes, how they work the mic cord when they walk. You mm-hmm. know, little things like that. And by the way, quick plug: I'm coming uh, performing stand up in L. A. April 30th and May 1st. Get your tickets. Hell yeah, <laughs> baby. We'll plug all that shit in. Okay. This podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh, my friends. If you don't know what HelloFresh is, HelloFresh is where you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. It's super easy. It's freaking affordable, which is very, very important. And the meals that you can create here taste so damn good. Listen, HelloFresh is 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality, and you can save on an average of over $65 per month when you order HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping. On top of that, it's easier than grocery shopping because you're not spending and wasting time going through aisles and aisles looking for ingredients. Ingredients, by the way, that most likely after you cook that recipe, you know you're going to leave that extra stuff in the fridge and throw it away as it goes to waste. The great thing about HelloFresh is you get to try these new recipes that are tried and true they're super delicious and guess what all the portions are pre-portioned so you have no waste and on top of that like i just said you're going to save money while eating delicious food it's super easy it's super fun and by the way everything that i made from HelloFresh has been fire i ate it all up everybody that i served the food loved it too dude the creamy chicken with the uh, sun-dried tomato the pasta it was a seasonal dish was one of my favorite things i've ever made and they would have never known it was pre-portioned and ready to go let's get it baby so go to hellofresh.com slash geniusbrain16 and use code geniusbrain16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts once a once once a win go to hellofresh.com slash geniusbrain16 and use code geniusbrain16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts that's hellofresh america's number one meal kit when, when I saw it, like how you were doing it, I was like, oh, this guy's a veteran comic. And that's when I went back. I'm like, oh, this is just that one little aspect to to what you did. And also, mm-hmm. too, if it blows up and it's working, why not continue it? Yeah, yeah. And Uncle Roger is who I'll eventually become. <laughs> if, I, if I didn't leave Malaysia in yeah. 20 years' time, I would be that guy. Yeah. So, I'm just doing my future, dude. What are you yeah, talking about? Yeah. I'll eventually become him in 20 years. And then yeah. that's just me. I'll change my name. You know? Well, it was a really cool thing. It's like when uh, when you hit me up on, on, on the DM, right? Uh-huh. I was like, oh, cool. And then I remember you mentioned it. It was like, yeah, I heard you didn't like Uncle Roger a lot, but you said a lot of other nice things. Uh-huh. And it was so dope that you came on this podcast because a lot of people are actually afraid to come on here. Because... You know, because I, I, you talk you talk shit about them and you're very <laughs> aggressive. You know, <laughs> well, it's you know, well for me too. It's like 
the way I view things is it's not even talking shit. It's like this is just a casual conversation. And so when we have topics or something, I'm not trying to be the most knowledgeable about things. I have no willingness to to really pull punches. It's just random thoughts, mm-hmm. right? And I say this from somebody who probably, dude, there are Reddits about me where people wish for me to die. Really? Like they want me to fucking wow. die. I'm a bit jealous now. <laughs> come on, Uncle Roger subreddit. You yeah. know, come on. <laughs> so for yeah. me, if 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 I could take that type of heat and we're yeah. just having conversations, then it's okay. Like, like, like for example, um, there are a lot of people who are, you know, Asian American actors or just mm-hmm. people in the entertainment space where there's certain shit that they do that I fucking hate, but then the other 80% I enjoy. But I'm gonna say my opinions about the stuff I like and also the things that I don't like. Yeah. But as a person, doesn't mean I dislike you. I'm just talking about the content you're creating. It's not a reflection. I don't know you as a human being. Yeah. We're just talking about this one little aspect. So for me on the podcast, it was, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the uh, the Uncle Roger thing. But I like all this other stuff though. So this is what makes me a fan. We get to pick and choose what we like about somebody. And so when you all was like, hey, you want to come on the podcast? You said yes. I was like, damn, you're like the first person that said yes. Yeah, really? Yeah, they're just usually like, eh. You've had guests before, no? But those are the ones that are willing to come out because uh, they uh, they tend to ghost me a lot. So they'll they'll say yeah, like, hey, I really appreciate your stuff. Like you have a lot of harsh criticisms. Cool. I'm like, hey, come on the podcast. Ghost. Wow. That, it's happened probably 30 or 40 times already. And it's weird because we'll mm. have a lot of dialogue. But the moment I say, you want to come on the podcast? ghost maybe to them because i also have my, my own podcast so i get the the medium mm-hmm. and and for a podcast because you're talking for an hour there's no place to hide people are gonna know the real you and maybe especially for actors they're worried of of how they come across how they're perceived in the industry mm-hmm. maybe that's why but i'm a comic i say what's on my mind on the podcast and, and the uncle roger videos i'm so mean to British <laughs> cultural British legends, you know, Jamie Oliver, Nigella Lawson, you know, sorry about that. But that's why in Britain, they also, they probably won't put me on like a cooking show because they think like, this guy's too mean. And you know, the British sensibility, they're very reserved. Even mm-hmm. if they don't like you, they don't tell you, you know, but I, I tell them, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, in the yeah. orange polo. And yeah, I, I so, you know, you talk shit, I talk shit too. So I think it's, it's a good, this podcast is a good fit for both of us. <laughs> well, you know, and I think too, it's just, it's kind of nice to be in a space where, you can joke around about anything. Yeah. You know, and that was the hard part where there was a, a really long period of time on YouTube where you couldn't joke about shit. It was, really? it was like, it's starting to go back now. And I think it's because a lot of comics are fighting back. They're, they're getting a little sick and tired of people saying like, hey, you can joke about this, but you can't joke about that. I want to feel special. Mm-hmm. I can make fun of you, but you can't make fun of me. When was this era? And what kind of things you couldn't, you, it's like you three or four years about. ago, just like uh-huh. the whole woke thing. You uh-huh. know? And, I said this before too. With if the pendulum swings this hard here, well, guess what's going to happen? It's going to swing right back. Yeah, yeah. Now there are so many podcasts that you know they are very, very funny, very unwoke, but huge Patreons, you know, mm-hmm. huge YouTube following. So yeah, maybe it's swinging back a little bit. Now. Yeah, and also too, like even with content that I fucking hate, I also I still appreciate that they're out there doing their thing. Yeah. If I don't like it, it, it's not the end of the fucking world. It's just, just not for me. Yeah. There's a lot of people too. Just that, scroll. Just, just fucking scroll, man. I don't understand why that's so hard for people. Uh-huh. Just enjoy what you like and what you don't like. Just fucking move on from it, dude. And that's okay. Like I said, if you could talk shit about me, I could talk shit about you and I could mm-hmm. still like you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I could still fucking Great. like you. I'm going to start talking shit about you then. Yeah, go, go ahead. Go, go, back, go back to London and do my. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this tell other people. Fat fuck. <laughs> yeah. He thinks he's uh, he's all that because he owns seven matcha shops, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he, 
let me tell you, I literally told Nigel this before. Don't make me rich. I'm coming for everybody. Yeah. It's game fucking <laughs> over, dude. I'm literally, I, I, I think too, and look, I'm probably one of the most hated Asian people in like Asian uh, entertainment. Really? Like once again, I, I've, I, I think like it's hard for, I have no aspirations to be famous. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I, I could say whatever. Like, I'm not going to snitch on anybody. I'm not going to dry snitch or like tell people's personal business, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely not going to suck up to people that I just don't really vibe with. Yeah. And I've, I've definitely had to had like some weird conversations at social mixers where I'm just like, hey, man, get away from me. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, and it's better for me that way because mm-hmm. I don't want to be dishonest with somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying in the sense of like, I'm coming up to them and telling them the fuck off. But if they do something that's offensive to me, I'll be like, hey, bro, cut that out. Yeah. Stop that shit. Like I had a, I won't say who this person is, but this person was fucking drunk and he was coming up to me and just like literally like an inch away from my ear, just breathing on me. And, uh, you know, it's Rona. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, and, Corona times. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, hey, man, can you give me some space a little bit? Right. He was like, oh, man, it's like, oh, I thought you were Mr. Tough Guy or whatever, whatnot. And I was like, all right, cool. Step away from me or I'm going to sock you in your fucking face. Right? <laughs> and then he just got, he goes, oh shit, I was just joking. I was like, no, 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 no. You were, you're, you're being a little sarcastic and you're trying to st- start shit. I'll slap the fucking shit out. You get the fuck away from me. Right. And the guy was like, oh shit, my bad. And he kind of walked away and that yeah. word went around. <laughs> Fighting in public is uh, like a rapidly dying art form. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I miss seeing people do that. You know, it's, it's and most parties you go to is kind of, most parties could be living up a little bit mm-hmm. with a bit of a fight. Yeah. Right? Most parties are boring as shit, man. Adult parties, dinner parties. Oh, man. Have you, you done a lot of those? Because you're married, right? Do you do a lot of the… I, we, so my wife and I have a, uh, a very specific uh, deal. Uh-huh. It's um, I only invite her to the stuff that I know that she'll enjoy and the yeah. other way around. So we don't go to half of each other's weddings. <laughs> it, it has, so you show up alone. Yeah, I show okay. up alone. <laughs> well, because like I still have friends who… Uh, I didn't grow up in a very like nice neighborhood. Uh, and so these people grew up, but we still have our ratchet friends. Is and, your and is your wife like ratchet or very classy? No, she, she's very classy. Okay, <laughs> you okay. know, so white Asian. She's a uh, she's Korean too. Korean, okay, okay. but she's she you know she was a church girl and everything else, so she's very demure. Uh, I brought her around a couple of my friends from back in the day, and she was mortified. She was like, <laughs> she's just like, who are you? Like, who are these people? And I'm like, these are my friends from back home. <laughs> and she goes, I never ever want to hang out with these people ever again. Wow. Which is understandable mm-hmm. because how mm-hmm. I used to be when I was younger is different from who I am now. But when you kick it with your old friends, a lot of that old stuff pops out. Yeah. So now I True. now we have this deal where you it's kind like, of code switch a bit, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, you have the code switch super hard. I, I go back home and I and I forget how normal people are outside of LA. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think it, it's definitely a bubble here. And uh I, I talked about code switching before and for me, I had to do it to get laid. You know, university come in with an eight. You sound like Uncle Roger. Who's gonna like suck your dick? Yeah. You know, you, some people code switch to get laid, and not a lot of people talk about this. You know, we, we sometimes we code switch to sound better at job interviews. But I think you know, a lot of people coming from India, going to the UK. Good luck, man. If yeah. you have a strong Indian accent with the head tilt, I got a yeah. friend with a head tilt, and then he did significantly better with women after he dropped the head tilt. Seriously, you can see his trajectory. That's so fucking because funny, I visited dude. him once, uh, once a year. She was, uh, at the time, my, my ex's uh, college course mate. So first I met him, he was at the head tilt. He was talking about how like dating is hard. And a year later, he was dressed nicer. No more head tilt. 
lighter accent. He was just talking about, yeah, I was fucking this chick the other day. I was seeing this other girl. I was like, it's okay. Like all I had to do was just That's, fucking do this. Yeah. <laughs> Fix your neck. Yeah. Get a stiff neck. <laughs> you know, do, don't, do, don't do the head tilt. And there's a big correlation there. You know, you code switch to, to, to get laid. You know, I'll say this too, man. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe it's just because I don't get offended by too many things. But uh-huh. when people have the argument of like, oh, you know, I will say the Asian and Indian accent is just funny. It is. It's just fucking funny, man. Any accent adds color yeah. to a conversation. You know, I think accents, non-white, non-default accents are funny. You know, Italian accents, uh, a Swedish accent can yeah. be hilarious too. You know, so accents are funny, man. Yeah. And also too, man, I, I think it's like the accent with the cult. Like I, I definitely see a lot of content creators who, who kind of just use the accent as the accent is the bit, mm-hmm. right? When yeah, the bit that, should be the joke and the accent is just a part of it, you know? And that's the part where I'm just like, Ugh, I can't look at this fucking content, you know? When people say that to me, oh, you're only funny because of the accent, I, I go like, I wish it was that easy. Because in my stand-up, I do both. I open as Uncle Roger mm-hmm. and then I come out as myself and do an hour. I wish the accent alone would get laughs, man. Because Uncle Roger comes out, sure, the first 10 seconds, you're excited. Like, Woo! But then you got to be funny. I got to have jokes, man. <laughs> I can just be like, hi, yeah, and get laughs. I'll tell you this, though. Like, the Uncle Roger thing was so believable. I, I didn't know that that was a character. Really? Oh, it, thank it t- you. Thank it took you. me a while. Uh-huh. The only reason why I knew was because I had to go back into your stand-up. I was like, oh, wait, this is not yeah. who he is. <laughs> it fucking, I was like, oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It just, it, it was, the character was so good. I actually thought that Uncle Roger was a real person. Oh, thanks, so, thanks. You know, when you were like talking, I was like, I can see that. Like, that's a real you person. Know. That has to be a real person. And also, the number of white people who started eating MSG, I'm doing so much good <laughs> yeah. for Asian culture, man. This is a fucking philanthropist, dude. Yeah, the amount of white people who tag me in their stories, like, look at this, Uncle Roger. Are you proud of me? I'm like, yes, I am proud of you. And Nathan. MSG you is know? fucking amazing, dude. <laughs> yeah, what dude. the hell are you talking about? People are about? missing out. Do you know who did a video uh, about you was, uh, do you, know, you guys know this guy named Vincenzo's Plate? Yes, yes, I've collabed with him, you know. Oh, really? Not, not in person, but we did something together. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. dope. Vincenzo's played this guy. He's the most Italian fuck I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I love his videos just because he's so fucking Italian. And he was talking about, because you were making the carbonara, which mm-hmm. looked fucking fire. So you actually do cook. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm an okay cook. I used to think I was a good cook until I started doing these videos. And I these videos, if it's a dish I don't know, like pho, I do research. I jump on a Zoom call oh, as a professional hard. chef. <laughs> and then after they tell me the process, I'm like, oh, I'm a very shit cook. <laughs> well, Terrible. Well, you're good but, at yeah. we're good at what I'm we okay. Cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're home cooks. You mm-hmm. know home what I mean? cooks, yes. So when you had like these professional chefs, so I saw your carbonara. That's great. But uh, then thanks. he freaked out when you put a little MSG. <laughs> I was like, hey, bro, MSG's fire. You don't know. It's not it, as salty as you think I it think is. I think the compound, like you... Carbonara is pecorino cheese, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure pecorino has MSG in it. The, the chemical compound to mm. get the umami taste. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm just enhancing it, I think. People freak out about that a lot. And I think it's just because back in the day, you know, they talked about it causes cancer or some bullshit. But it, it, was, it was like this study that was completely fudged. So there yeah. was a lot of things back in the day where they wouldn't give like the, the full extrapolated data. And so I, I'm correct me if I'm wrong. You guys could research this for yourself. This isn't a fucking science mm-hmm. podcast. But they gave like lab mice or whatever the control was a certain amount of MSG, right? But the amount of it correlated to a human was like us taking down a bag of MSG. Oh, yeah. So yeah. It, it, that was a study that kind of fucked everything up. So everybody's like, don't have MSG. But there's natural occurring MSG. Like specifically with Japanese food, use kombu. Yeah. Kombu yeah. is literally used just for the MSG. Yep. yep. And that's what makes things – it makes it so fire. It makes it so delicious. Yeah. And a lot of things in life – are bad for you. You still do them. I know. Alcohol, 
you know, vaping in public. public. Like, yeah, yeah. About? <laughs> probably got a shorter life if you masturbate in public too much. <laughs> People chase you down. Um, but life is too short to always be healthy, man. You got you got to do it. Do some drugs. Enjoy your. Enjoy How do you yourself. like your life now, man? Like it's it's it, like. I'm pre- like I said, like everything has changed for you. Mm-hmm. Um, were you waiting for this moment where it's like, okay, I'm gonna stay on my grind, and then this thing's gonna pop off? And now well, that it's happened, like how has how has your perspective changed? Well, you, you, I'm, I, I would be like, I will stay on this grind, but you never know if things will pop off. You're never, you're never guaranteed anything in the mm-hmm. entertainment industry, any creative pursuit. Some people work their whole lives; they're very, very funny, but things just never popped off for them. So you just have to keep hustling. I, I told myself I would, I would have given myself to like 33, 35. And if things weren't still weren't like, if I still couldn't support myself solely through comedy, then I'll just quit and go back to my day job. I used to be a data scientist before I went full-time. Comedy. God Put that damn. Northwestern degree to good use, <laughs> yeah. you know? Hey all, it's David So. And if you want to listen to Genius Brain without ads, now you can. Just go to geniusbrain.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting my show too. That's geniusbrain.supercast.com. Thanks. This podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Maybe you realize that your mental health needs a boost or it's just something you haven't really focused on in your life. I personally have done online counseling and therapy and it's been great. Mental health has been a huge focus in my life, especially the past year and it's something that I believe that people should tend to on a consistent basis. BetterHelp is great because they can match you with your own professional licensed therapist. You can schedule your sessions via phone, communicate and message online, video calls, and you can even change your counselor if needed. If you want to give this a try, of course, for my Genius Brain listeners, I got the hookup for you to get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. Just type in betterhelp.com slash genius to get that offer today. Once again, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash genius to get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp to a better you. Uh, So yeah, I was just hustling uh, all the time. I would... There was a point in my life where I had a full-time job, nine to six, 10 to six. And that would rush off, take a train in the UK to Birmingham somewhere, hour and a half train, do the gig, come back home. It's like 11.30, midnight, sleep, repeat, four or five nights a week. God damn. Yeah, that, that's the grind, man. That's why I had no time for my ex-wife. They're still friends now. It was, we have a good relationship now. But when I was married to her, I was like, oh yeah, of course he would leave me. I wasn't around. Yeah. You know? Uh, but And then you're like, oh, I'm Uncle Roger now, bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bet you would have stuck around. <laughs> yeah. She was very nice. So, okay. you, you know, when you when you get a divorce, uh, the, the partner's entitled for 50-50 split, right? Yeah. And she didn't take anything. She was like, you worked hard for this. I wow. saw how hard you work. And what's yours is yours. What's mine is mine, you know? That's amazing. I know, right? Yeah. It's very un-American of her if she was American. <laughs> no, she's European. Okay. So, so they, Europeans, divorce is a very common thing. Her parents are divorced. And sometimes you you marry someone, divorce them. By the time your third marriage comes around, it's the first wife again. Mm. You know, that's how casual they Damn. treat it. You know? That's crazy. Yeah, I know, right? Can you imagine? And then and then I, there, her uncle who's, who's divorced, he would go to his ex-wife's wedding. Because they still they're divorced, but they still have a good relationship, you know. But in America, divorce is like you. I, I've seen the movies. It's messy. There's lawyers, yeah, and yeah, papers yeah. and stuff. Um, I, I have a friend too who um, <clears throat> he was like traveling a lot, and then uh-huh. he was like when he went to Europe, and he was just like going on dinner and hooking up with people. Uh-huh. He was like, sex is a lot more casual here. 
Oh, in Europe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. like, it's super casual. He's very he said, lucky to be in, in Britain. <laughs> <laughs> he says like, number one, it was easier to talk to women. Uh, number two, uh, hooking up was just kind of like, we're going to hook up first and then we'll see if we're compatible. Yeah. It, it, yeah. <laughs> and he's, the, the, the process was completely reversed than how it is over here. Yeah. I have a joke in my, in my show that I talk about. Uh, it's um, dating Asia, you know, is, is, is very innocent because that's where I started before coming to America. You, you meet, you, you go to a restaurant, you watch a movie, maybe a few months down the line, you have sex, right? And in, in, in Britain, the sex just happens as the first as the first thing, and the last thing you do dating in in the West is holding hands. <laughs> you know, I've done anal with someone before holding their hands. You know, so that that is the difference there, and especially in, in Europe, um, Europe more so, and UK as well. People view sex as just whatever, man, and then they view it like. What if we get along really well, but then the sex sucks? So let's find out the sex is yeah, good first. Yeah, yeah. And then we, let's get to know each other afterwards. That's so funny. So that is true then, right? Yeah, like, it's yeah. a lot more casual out there, which yeah. is insane. I fucked up. I grew up in the wrong place, dude. It's all right. You have your nice Christian wife. You know. <laughs> is she a good cook? Is she, she a good cook? Well, she lets me see her naked once a year, dude. It's great. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, that's a lot. That's a lot for a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> she just shows me the collarbone. Yeah. <laughs> and then she disappears. If it's, if, if it's a birthday, maybe. Maybe. If know, I get lucky, I have to like go her. a bra a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty fucking dope, man. Like, yeah, I, I definitely enjoying the single life, you know. So, so you're single now, then? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, when did you get divorced? Uh, the final, it finalized. We separated in 2019, in September 2019, like uh, June 2019, actually. And then I was after the separation. I'm like, okay, I have nothing now, so let's just go full time stand up. And I went full time stand up six months before the pandemic. You know, damn. Right as the guy was eating the bat for the first time, I went yeah, full time yeah, yeah. stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, um, what made you want to go into stand up? I started doing it in university and in, in Evanston, you know, and uh, I, Damn, I don't know. So at parties, people here. said, "Yeah, yeah." I studied in. Uh, I did my bachelor's degree in uh, at Northwestern, so in in the U.S. The, that's crazy. That uh, it's so interesting. I, I guess, like for me, when I, when I see people who, first of all, like stand up is well, Malaysia English is the first. Is the first uh, language? No, I think most people speak Malay there. But okay. I grew up spe- bi- bilingual. Yeah. Ah, okay. okay. Trilingual, actually. Malay, Mandarin, English. Because a lot of the Malaysian friends, they all speak English. They learn English there. Well, yeah, the Malaysians who are here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're seeing a very biased sample. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. If, but, but, but if you go to Malaysia, most of us speak English. Yes, but not as a first language. Ah, we understand got you, you. Got It's you, not like in you. Thailand where you're fucked. Yeah. You know, and, <laughs> and it's just, uh, I, I, I love Bangkok, man. It's great. But, um, uh, the 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 red light district is 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 something. It's, it's a something little crazy. Else, huh? It's crazy. Yeah, you think yeah. Amsterdam's bad, but like Amsterdam at least in Amsterdam. Have you been to Amsterdam, the red light district there? No. So basically, the prostitutes just behind a glass door, and they're just showing themselves off. You can just walk in there and you know have sex with them. It's very open like that, and people think that's crazy. But in in Bangkok, the prostitutes are there too, but there's no glass door. So you just come out and grab your dick. You know, and try to drag you into the bar with them. God damn! You know, I was like, oh, I've, I feel like you know, is this what women feel when they walk and getting catcalled all <laughs> well, the time? Well, that's because the fucking it's girls are nice. <laughs> the girls are men over there, so they still got, they still got their men habits. They're hot though. They're, they're like the men. What do you call it? The, the the lady boys. That's a term for that. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's appropriate. I, that's what they call them. And they're, they're they're hot. I went to see a show, and they're beautiful, beautiful women. That's uh, men crazy. who dress like women. Oh. I don't know tra- tra- trans. Uh, what's the correct term for this? I, it because depends on whatever it, yeah. the 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 social cues are. I don't think they have social cues like that in Thailand. It's just more like lady boy. Yeah, 
and it's not viewed as um, a negative thing. It's just a thing. It just yeah. is what it is. Yeah. So I I know that because um, my buddy Tim, we do a podcast again. And he was telling me the story where Tim Ch- Chatterangsu. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. He's cool. Thai, and then he was like in Thailand with his dad, and his dad was like, "See all those hot girls?" He goes, "Yeah, they're hot." He goes. Yeah, they're all men. <laughs> yeah, they're so, all men. And shocked. He was like, dude, these were the hottest men he's ever seen in his life. Because I think they still identify as guys. They just, you know, they're just lady boys. Mm-hmm. So it's like, he was just telling me like. Yeah, why not? Legit- and Adam's apples, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just another lump to grab on, dude. Yeah, just one, man. two, three. Just yeah. one, one at the top. <laughs> You sort of come at their face, you're coming to Adam's apple. You know, that's a nice experience. <laughs> dude, I, there's this fucking <laughs> tough. There's this one mm-hmm. video. It's it's literally the most ridiculous video I've ever seen. Uh, so a buddy sent it to mine. Buddy sent it to me. It's like a there's this website called like E-Bombs World where they would just have like the most yep. lewd shit ever. Mm-hmm. But it's literally this guy fucking with this uh, lady boy, <laughs> and then but you don't know. It just looks like this hot girl, mm-hmm. and he just cl- keeps calling her Steve. <laughs> like. Like, show me your dick, Steve. Show me your dick. Yeah. It's like, show me your dick. What do you mean? And then the the camera pans and you uh-huh. just see this fucking dong. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I was like, oh, it's a lady boy from it's, Thailand. It's not fair as they're pretty as a woman and they have a huge dick. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Come on. Come on. You can't have best of both worlds, you yeah. greedy fuck. I wouldn't mind being being with one, but I I can't. She can't be called Steve, you know. <laughs> at, at least let me suspend the disbelief, you know. I, was like, I wonder why she chose Stephanie. The name Steve. Can we do Stephanie? <laughs> It was like, yeah, show me your dick, Steve. I'm like, yeah. Steve, what's yeah, going but on? Show me your Stephanie. It's, it's more palatable. <laughs> yeah. Show me your dick, Stephanie. <laughs> so, wait, how, how long are you uh, here for? Leaving Saturday. Oh, Leaving shit. The day after tomorrow. Can yeah. you talk about what you were here for? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm here. I was here to uh, be a special guest on Hell's Kitchen. Let's go. And baby. Uh, because I reviewed Gordon, uh, he he did fried rice really well. And then we kind of just uh, started, I started working with his team on some stuff. Hopefully, they'll hopefully, you know, come to fruition. But you never know, like, right, with development stuff. Um, but I got to meet the guy yesterday, Gordon. He's a cool guy, man. And then we just met and then we bitched about Jamie Oliver for 10 minutes. <laughs> you know? Dude, know. when you told me that shit, I was like, damn. Because yeah. I always see like uh, fucking uh, Gordon Ramsay throwing shade at Jamie Oliver all the time on videos. Yeah, now, now he has me to do his dirty work for him. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big guy too, isn't he? He's big, man. He's like a, a whole head taller than me. And, uh, and he was shaking my hand. You're like, you could feel the force of the handshake. He's so, you know? the man's face looks like a baseball mitt, dude. Like I can't, I can't imagine him yelling at me and me standing my ground. Yeah. I'm just going to take it. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Don't, don't show him attitude, man. Don't show yeah, him yeah, attitude. Yeah, He's yeah. a big guy who yell in your face. A bit scary. I, I imagine. He, I saw him yelling at people yesterday because that's the whole premise of Hell's Kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was yelling at people for fucking up the dishes, the pasta and stuff. So scary. I think I'd cry, dude. I'm like, this guy is, <laughs> he's so, cause it's not like he's a tiny little guy with little mm-hmm. man syndrome. He's a big fucking and dude. He's also Scottish. So they're the best at cursing people out. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, 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 they grew up calling the friends cunts, you know, like, hey, what's up? What's up? Cunt? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. So that, that's what he does. And he's very good at it. And he gave me a few walks. So that's very nice of him. He's he's just one of those dudes, man, that I, I thoroughly enjoy. Like people think I talk shit. I'm like, oh, yeah. He this guy talks shit. And he makes a good living. People like him, though. You know, that's a difference, Dave. People like Gordon. Yeah. What's, what, what's wrong with you? What, what, I don't <laughs> fucking know, man. I have like a few people that like me. I'm like, I'm doing something wrong yeah, I here. like you, man. I like you, man. You know yeah. what it is? It's You're like, real. Feel, You're real. I do feel like with Gordon Ramsay, like his skill level is so, so high here. He can mm-hmm. say whatever the fuck he wants. It's like, what are you going to say to him, though? Like you don't know what you're doing. You say to his fucking empire. 
Mm-hmm. So he has like this position of what he can do. And I think like for me too, I'm not saying I don't know what I'm hey, doing. You have an empire of seven matcha shops. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying, dude. Yeah. Then I'm going to start talking shit to Gordon Ramsay <laughs> just so I can meet him. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we were talking about this off podcast, but mm-hmm. like I, uh, I kind of went into like traditional media for a bit mm-hmm. and I started coming back to YouTube this year. Um, and I want to start creating more on YouTube again because I didn't realize how freeing it was to be here. And how amazing it is to have a group of people who watch and care about what you do. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, perspective-wise, I came into YouTube thinking that it was going to be a platform for me to leave YouTube. But oh. every time I keep coming back here, no, you know. Seriously, I've done YouTube. And then I've done some traditional media stuff. And the amount, one, the amount of freedom. Mm-hmm. And then two, you can do a lot of traditional media stuff and never build that relationship you have, the direct relationship with your fans. You yeah. know, the fact that you can just talk straight down the camera, that is… What other traditional media has that? Unless you are like hosting American Idol or some mm-hmm. shit. But they, nobody gets to know you. But also the freedom. I, d- I did a project once with a, a, a big corporate comedy network. And the amount of notes that are like, oh, doing this might be considered offense. I, I had a sketch. I wanted to play Buddha. I couldn't play Buddha. We couldn't even use the word banana. In a, they, they say, oh, this could be considered derogatory to some people. But it's like most things can offend people. For reals. Right? You can't talk about diseases. Uh, we had a sketch that got cut. Uh, that's well, I, was, I, I loved it. It's called Pussy Psychic. So it's a psychic who just tells your future by looking at your pussy. You know? <laughs> it's a funny idea, right? Yeah. You know what the feedback was? like? And it, th- that feedback, the studio gave us a lot of feedback. But the actors we tried to cast, they were giving us feedback. Like, sorry, this sketch doesn't pass the Bechdel test. I don't want to play this. I'm like, you're a fucking unemployed woman. <laughs> That's why you're an unemployed actor. Because you're seeing a sketch, which is a comedy sketch. You're bringing up terms like Bechdel test. It's like, yeah, it's a pussy psychic. (laughs) What are you talking about? She's looking at this. Ah, you're not getting laid anymore. Sew it up, bitch. And go traveling. Eat, pray, love. Namaste. You know, that's the the whole premise. Yeah, we we, we couldn't get that sketch off the ground, which which was a shame. Listen, I've, I've, I've definitely... But on YouTube, people would click on that shit. Oh, man. I'm going to make pussy sidekick when I have the, uh, the time one day. That's why I've kind of like, I'm not going to say I've given up, right? Mm. Because everything has its time and place. But, you know, when these shows like, you know, fresh off the boat and all mm-hmm. this sort of stuff started uh, coming up, I had a lot of people knock on my doors because I always talk about my personal life story. My personal mm-hmm. life story is a little weird, but they actually don't want your personal life story. Because it it's it doesn't fit the narrative of what they yep, want yep. now. Because it's it's still <clears throat> at the very very top. It's still a white guy. Yeah. Right. And so like I remember, and the sad thing is, is like even there's a a, a certain media company that's all Asian people, and they didn't want my story. They were trying to tell me what my story should be, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hold on a second, you you're the white people that you talk shit about. You're doing the same thing to me. Yeah. And so I would I told them. So for example, this is a meeting they had. I'm saying we're not name dropping. So. But they, uh, they're like, oh, what's a story that you want to do? I was like, well, a story that I want to do uh, for a, a very good single cam show, it's, it's about me growing up in a predominantly black neighborhood mm-hmm. and being the only Asian kid there. And so it's a story about me. We've really done that. It's called Rush Hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen here, that's not anything new, all right? Yeah. Jackie Chan was fucking Chris Tucker in that thing. But <laughs> it was about, it's basically about this Asian guy that's trying to assimilate into black culture instead of white culture, right? Which was my story growing up, mm-hmm. you know? And there's just a little weird nuance of like trying to hold on to everything that makes you proud about being a Korean American, mm-hmm. but you want to fit into this other part that another culture that still doesn't fit 
in the narrative of what white culture is. So it was just like weird nuanced show. And they're like, yeah, but can you do more stuff about like you growing up, like kind of like Kim's convenience where you're working at your parents' store. And I'm like, we're done with this conversation. Yeah. Like I, I can't talk to you guys anymore. You know? Oh, I, I, I get it, man. Like people want to hear what they already have in their heads, mm-hmm. you know? And that's why when, when I do YouTube, I, I feel like it's, it's such a blessing to have a, a bit of a following on there. And I, I want to do traditional media, but I don't think I'll ever leave YouTube. You know, yeah. Even if I do traditional media stuff, I'll still always have a hand at, at least podcasting, if not making those Uncle Roger comedy review videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the amount of freedom is, is amazing. It feels good, man. And we'll make it one day, man. Once I get <laughs> once I get my career more off the ground and I have like a proper production dude, you're, team. I'm here, you're already here, dude. <laughs> like, <I'm, What? laughs> no, no, no. You've been around the block. I'm, I'm just starting out. And for me now, it's like establishing myself first before I can, you know, set up a production team that looks after other people. You know what I mean? I feel like for you, man, like you, like, Sky's the limit just because no, thank you. you have, you already have a vision and a goal set in mind, right? Like stand up is still a major part of who you are and it's still a part of your goal. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I'm kind of scatterbrained. So I just, I'm living life like a fucking tard. Like, Listen, some <laughs> people say scatterbrained, some people say entrepreneur, you know? <laughs> I, and I, I think going to the food vertical is something I'm trying to do too. You know, because it lends itself. Well, I like food. Yeah. Uncle Roger's stuff, you know, he, he can help other people sell food. So mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, that can kind oh, of, kind of follow in your you. footsteps and stuff. 100%. Maybe not matcha because I'm not the biggest fan of matcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a green tea that's more bitter, you know? Yeah. Well, I, is it very insulting now? Am I insulting a whole business? Well, it's, so yeah. if it's bitter, that means you have bad matcha. So oh. I, I didn't know that. So until I went to fucking Japan and then I uh, went to the farm that makes our matcha, uh, and then uh, I tried it. I was like, oh, this isn't bitter. I'm like, yeah, because everybody has something called culinary grade matcha, which is that dark green stuff. Uh-huh. That is the worst matcha you could ever drink. Okay. And it's only supposed to be made when you bake things. You need to open your shop in London then because <laughs> I've only had bitter matcha really? over there. And I'm like, why the fuck are people so obsessed <laughs> with this? It's like worse green tea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's supposed to be very mild. So when you have mm. good matcha, ceremonial matcha or stuff that you're supposed to ingest, it's supposed to be a, a bright jade green. And so if it's dark and brown looking, number one, it's either expired or it's culinary grade or you're having like hojicha, which is com- completely different. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, that's the hard part of having a, a food company that's trying to change the perspective of what matcha is. I just changed my perspective. Yeah. You're doing good. So everybody who comes in, like yeah. some people come in, they're like, oh, it's not strong or bitter enough. And I'm like, you like it that way? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what do you like about that? Terrible palates, you know? Yeah. Terrible, par- par- terrible we, palates. Like, going back to our Yelp, right? Mm-hmm. I will forever remember this review. It okay. was this blue-eyed, blonde-haired white girl that goes, this is some of the worst matcha I've ever had. And I was like, like, Japanese people would never serve this stuff. It's not strong enough. It's They're, they're skimping out on everything. And like, I like matcha from blah, blah, blah. And she was naming like other, other businesses that have culinary grade matcha which is this the brown stuff and that is what she considers high quality but she's speaking from a place of being uneducated trying to tell other people who by the way two of our partners are japanese mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to tell us how we should eat our food it's like the audacity it's yeah like, how could you the confidence <laughs> I know. some white people have man and that was one of the things i was shocked at when i came to the u.s because you go to uni university in the u.s there's a lot of discussion-based stuff, right? Which mm-hmm. is very different from Asia. Asia is rote learning. They tell you to memorize shit and you take an exam, whatever. And then people are very, so confident, but they're just talking bullshit. They're just saying nothing. And I was like, wow, 
yeah. must be nice to <laughs> and then I realized oh it's a bigger thing that like people say mansplaining whatever is that, oh, I think it comes from the same core mm-hmm. of like oh I'm I'm very good at this. Let yeah, me just yeah, tell yeah, you yeah. my opinions. You know, I, I think the cool thing is, is like when you, when you're when you're a comic, everything's mm-hmm. up for grabs, right? Yeah. You could make fun of just about anything, even if if I'm offended by something, I still think that it's okay. Right? Yeah, as long as I I'm allowed to clap back, and then I, I I just don't like to hold on to things that make me mad. But it's not a reflection of how everybody else is. Every people tend to like to hold on things that like eat at them. Constantly. So it's like drinking poison, expecting somebody else to die. Yeah. This is yeah. how they live their life. Living in your head, rent free or something. Mm-hmm. Let the other person, yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I, like, I'll do podcasts all the time where I'll say something that I believe is true. And then the next podcast, I'll correct it. And they go, look at you, wish washy as fuck. It's like, no, I just learned things yeah. <laughs> along yeah. the way. I'm becoming a better human being. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> like, let, let, let me correct what I say. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I fucked up. Like I had an opinion about something and I'll change it later on. Uh-huh. Like the first time I made that tweet to just me clicking on one of your videos, I was like, yeah. fuck, <laughs> you know? And then I corrected it in a podcast. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm allowed to make these changes. Like, yeah, well, I'll, I'm, nobody's fucking perfect, right? I can talk about the ideal way that I'd like to communicate, but I'll make the same mistakes that I kind of shit on other people for because mm-hmm. we tend to hate the qualities that we hate in ourselves and other people. So we're always going to change and evolve all the time. I think that when you leave things up in the comedy, though, allow us to make mistakes and fuck up. As long as like the joke is there, I'm pretty much okay. Yeah, give us a safe space, essentially. Yeah. You know, we give… We give uh, trans people safe spaces with like uh, gender inclusive bathrooms and stuff, and I'm cool with that. So I think comics should have, you yeah. know, where's this, our where's our bathroom? Yeah, where's <laughs> our bathroom where we can talk shit about anyone yeah, and yeah, not yeah, get yeah. canceled? You know? Yeah, like, and I and I think it's very cool too. Where mm-hmm. we're now we're in a world where <laughs> it's weird. Like, there we're, we're accepting of certain things, but we're trying to exclude other people now. It's like we got to mm, yeah. kind of let's let's paint it all with like a similar brush, dude. Let's all have an understanding of each other. Let's allow people to make mistakes, especially comics, because I, I feel like comics are getting canceled a lot now for material that they're working up on well, stage. I, I will say this, though, like after going through my last cancellation, it's actually made me realize you can't really get canceled. You come you back. Know, the only way to get canceled is if you kill yourself. That's, <laughs> there's no other way. Like… It, with YouTube, it's like, okay, you cancel me now, but I can just press record and rec- upload another video. How are you going to stop that? Unless YouTube bans me. Okay, I have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. You know, I, th- I think like being, I, I think everybody in this creative field should try to get canceled once. And then you see how unscary it is and h- how little of an impact it has on your career. And then you feel brave enough to take more risks and create better art. Or you just be a piece of shit. Yeah, you can. Then, oh, you can always go right wing and start shitting on minorities. That, yeah. That's up to you too. <laughs> you know? Like I, I'm consistently canceled twenty four seven all the time, and it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, the difference between me and a lot of other people is that I already just tell people straight up, I'm dumb. Yeah. Like I, I'm not, I'm not a moral beacon for anybody. So if you want to cancel me for not saying the right things, you came to the wrong fucking channel. What does your wife say about? Does she say, like, David? Uh, Pulling down a bit, David. So she she say that because he's a good, like, very nice person. We had a we had a very uh, deep conversation when we first started dating. It's Mm -hmm. that you don't tell me how to do my job, I don't tell you how to do your job. Oh, okay. What what does she do? uh, She works uh, in animation. Uh, so like she worked for Disney and uh, all these other like like Pixar and all this other stuff. It would be funny if you started telling her how to do her job. You know? 
Yeah, that, that, you need more frames there for the movement, you know, honey. I love you, but that, you know, the neck, you animated it wrong, you know? Yeah, and she understands too now. It's like, because it's too hard for me to understand what she does. It's hard for her to understand what I do. Mm-hmm. I just say that at the end of the day, like, I respect what you do, respect what I do. Um, and, you know, in the beginning too, I would show her videos and she wouldn't laugh. And I'm like, I'm still going to post it. <laughs> you know? you know, I'm still going to post it. But her sense of humor too, it's similar to mine, but not at the same time. So if, um, cause she doesn't really curse. She doesn't do it. She's the, she's like, I'm the antichrist. Yeah. So she, <laughs> Opposites attract, I think. Yeah. yeah. So we definitely have things that we pull, pull from each other. Right. And sometimes when she looks back and she goes, I would have never thought I would have ended up with somebody like you. Yeah. I'm like scum of the earth. <laughs> like this piece of shit. Her mom didn't like me at all. Really? Yeah, Cause her mom is hyper religious. She's Korean too, right? She's Korean. Oh, how to how to do that? The the mother in law thing is always. I just uh, had to show her how much thing. I make. <laughs> the most Asian before apocalypse. Yeah, before apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Keep it quiet now. <laughs> She's gonna listen to this podcast. Like you're yeah. poor. How much money you make? Yeah, how much money? You want to know the terrible funny, Korean accent? Sorry. The, the fucking funny trick that I did was she. I could tell she didn't like me just by body language and shit, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think I was like, oh, I think she thinks I'm just a bum. Like I just sit at home and I do absolutely nothing. So we did a grand opening for one of our matcha stores and then we had a fan meet and greet and like 500 people showed up. Wow. And when she showed up, she couldn't get parking there. And she's like, what is this? I was like, they're here for me. And I think that was like, oh. Oh, David. Making so much money. (laughs) It's like, I could talk about him now. Yeah, they see the the lack of parking spaces and their minds start going, yeah, he's making good money. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But she definitely, it, it took a lot for her to warm up to me, right? Because at the end of the day, I, I think what the great thing is, is about her family is I met her other family members and they were all vouching for me. It's like, he's a good guy. Like, like Just don't Google him. Just but he's a good guy. <laughs> she mentioned my videos too. She goes, oh, you curse a lot. I was like, yeah, that's how I grew up. Yeah. You know, like I, you know, she knows how I grew up. It's different. <laughs> it's not going to change. Like I, I definitely code switch around other people's families and kids though. Yeah, you have to, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going up to other kids and being like, what's up, little pussy bitch boy? Yeah. Good morning. <laughs> you know what I said about uh, code switching to get late? Yeah, that's why I code switch around kids, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Put me on Epstein Island. I don't curse. I just meet the ladies, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, man, dude. You're crazier than I am, bro. <laughs> I try. I try. I, like, I try really hard, dude. Because like, David thinks he could get canceled. Watch this. <laughs> Shit, man. Hey, what uh, do you want to shout out before we wrap up this podcast? I, mean, I could talk for hours, but we're getting hungry. We're gonna yeah, get some we're going to get tacos. Yeah, we'll check out matcha place, man. I want to have some good matcha. Oh, yeah, man. I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll hook yeah. you up. Okay. Well, uh, give me a follow on all the social media. You can search. Find me on Mr. Nigel Ng. M-R-N-I-G-E-L-N-G. I'm also doing a world stand-up tour. It's called the Haya Tour. Hell yeah, baby. Let's go. So uh, I'll be in LA, San Fran, New York, Philadelphia, Toronto, Vancouver, everywhere. Australia, if you listen to this over there. Um, just search uh, Nigel Ung on Google, Nigel Ung Tour, and you will find the tickets there. So you're it's fucking Nigel Ung? I thought I was Ing. Uh, well, Ing is probably more the anglicized pronunciation. Ah, okay. I know like uh, there's a writer here, Celeste Ng. Yeah. You know, so she pronounces it that way. But I grew up saying Ng because if you translate it from the actual Mandarin word, it's a dialect. My actual word is Huang. Mm. But in the dialect, it's pronounced Ng with a tone going up. Ooh, um, okay. Yeah. So that's how I pronounce it. But if you call it Nigel Ng, that, that's fine too. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, just, just, just Google me on there. Hopefully see you at a tour show. 
Perfect. Well, Genius Brains every Sundays at 12 p.m. We'll see you all next time. Shout outs to Nigel. Check him out and all this shit as if I need to fucking tell you. <laughs> okay. But we'll see you all next time. Peace. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.